Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash Am I the Butthole, where OP intentionally puts his little sister into a car wreck. Am I the butthole for purposefully not intervening and letting my little sister cause a minor accident with my car and making her partially cover damages to teach her a lesson about distracted driving? I'm a 25-year-old man. My little sister, Christy, is 18, and she recently got her driver's license. She obviously thinks that she's an incredible driver and can handle a car no matter what. After only four months of driving, she's already become one of those girls who puts their phone between their thighs to look at messages and access it quickly while driving. It drives us all insane, to be honest, and I and the other family members have talked to her about it multiple times. It goes in one ear and out the other. Yesterday, she did it again while driving my car and when we were getting groceries. She had been distracted for almost the whole drive and even continued to look at her phone when I told her to cut it out. When she was about to roll into a parking spot, she must have got a message and she looked down at her phone. I noticed that she was about to ram into a lamppost, and when I was sure that she wouldn't cause damage to other vehicles, I decided to just let her run into it instead of intervening. It was a huge shock to her, and she just sat there completely still for like 15 seconds processing what just happened. It wasn't until I said, will you learn to leave that effing phone alone now, that she spoke again. The first thing she said to me was, why didn't you tell me, in an absolutely baffled tone. And I told her straight up that I didn't tell her so she'd learn a lesson. She was absolutely livid and tried to push all the blame onto me for not intervening. But I told her that it would have been the same outcome had I not been there, and that ultimately she, as the driver, is responsible for not only her, but also all her passenger safety. Christy was absolutely gobsmacked that she effed around and found out. Even more so when I told her that she would have to account for half the damages caused in the accident that the insurance wouldn't cover. In total, it was just shy of 200 bucks. She went completely wild, but I told her that she's lucky I'm not making her pay for everything since she was driving while being on the phone. A few days after the insurance gave me the sum, I told Christy what she owes me, which she paid immediately. She told me that, apparently, because she spent this money, she won't be able to go on a trip with her friends and that I'm a massive butthole. She also added that she would have learned her lesson otherwise, too. I personally doubt that she would have, and honestly, distracted drivers are the worst. Am I the butthole? OP, what you did was a service to both her and everyone else on the road. Your sister is not a good driver. Actually, she's a bad driver. She's a terrible driver. 
She's lucky that was just a lamppost. It could have been a car or even worse, a person. Kids are notorious for not looking where they're going. What if she had hit a kid who ran out between cars? Honestly, I think that you're an incredible brother for sacrificing your own car and your own money to teach your sister an important life lesson. OP, you get 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving your sister 2.5 out of 5 buttholes. She's 18 now. It's time to stop acting like a self-obsessed teenager and learn some responsibility. Am I the butthole for saying my wife will have to quit her job if we get booted from another daycare? My wife and I have a three-year-old daughter, Alice. Both of us work, and Alice has attended daycare since she was one. In the two years since, we've been asked to leave two programs because my wife is a micromanager. I admit, both of us went into the first program not really understanding daycare. I quickly learned that they cannot provide personalized care, and after learning from her teachers, I reset my expectations. My wife, however, has a lot of anxiety and worries about our daughter. She hates when Alice gets even a little upset. My wife is in therapy and she's working on it. During the first program, my wife would constantly watch the live feed and call the daycare multiple times a day. We had several talks about it and the school talked to us twice. My wife ended up screaming at one of the teachers and then the director. We were terminated immediately. The second daycare was a little better because my wife began therapy. But my wife was still so nervous and had a complaint every single day. These were not important things. Small things like she saw another child took a toy from Alice and Alice cried. The teacher would give the toy back to Alice, but my wife didn't understand why the other child wasn't punished for it. The daycare didn't kick us out, but did eventually suggest that this may not be the best program for us. My wife and I decided to pull Alice out. I eventually realized that my wife was becoming one of those moms. For the third program, we chose a smaller home daycare because we couldn't afford another center. The woman who owns it is very nice, but also firm. She stands by her boundaries and won't let my wife break any rules, whereas the centers were definitely more accommodating. My wife would take any inch she got. This time, she doesn't have that opportunity. I thought that all was well because the owner only speaks to my wife for the most part. Then, I get put into a group text saying that my wife has been bombarding the owner with texts every day, despite the owner saying that she will text my wife at lunch after the kid gets settled. The owner said that, at this point, she will only be responding to texts at specific times a day and she won't even be looking at texts for the rest of the day. The owner then sent several pages of the contract we signed with passages highlighted, reminding us of certain policies that my wife had violated. I was pissed! When Alice went to bed that night, my wife and I talked. I said that this was our last option for daycare. The other centers are too expensive, and this was the only home daycare in the area that we like. A nanny is not in our budget. My wife made a million excuses, including that it's not her fault that she's anxious. I said that if we're asked to leave this program too, my wife will be the one quitting her job to watch Alice, not me. This upset my wife. I pointed out that I've spoken to her kindly about this plenty of times. I encouraged her to keep up with her therapy but she can't keep getting us kicked out of programs. My wife is now not speaking to me. Am I the butthole? Okay, I understand your wife has anxiety and it's like a mental disorder and she's dealing with it, but just to be clear here, speaking from a fellow father, 
Getting anxious every single time your baby cries is just stupid because a two-year-old will cry for just about anything, including reasons the commercial airplane won't turn around and fly back over our house and we won't let her poop in the middle of the road. All right, babies are just going to cry. That's what they do. They're toddlers. They get upset. So getting anxious every time your toddler cries and then yelling at minimum wage workers is just toxic. It's Karen behavior, honestly. And OP, let's be super clear, your wife quitting her job and raising your kid in your home might be even a worse outcome because your wife is clearly a helicopter parent. Helicopter, more like a steamroller, to be honest. I'm really worried that if your wife becomes a stay-at-home mom, then instead of dealing with her anxiety and developing coping mechanisms, she's just gonna feed her anxiety and become a smothering helicopter parent. Okay, yeah, down in the comments, it sounds like people agree. Practical purple ads, not the butthole. To keep it 100% honest with you, 20 years down the line, your daughter is going to hate your wife. And there's a high chance she will not be a part of your lives. Your wife is the exact definition of a toxic helicopter parent. She's going to not only ruin your life, which is already in the process, but your daughter's life in the future and her own life. OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving your wife 3 out of 5 buttholes. One for being a helicopter mom, one for being a Karen, and another one for giving you the cold shoulder when you're trying to give her the help that she needs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Am I the butthole for refusing to forgive a debt that will cost my sister a house? My mother died about two months ago. She didn't leave behind much other than a paid-for house worth about 180 k and a little money in the bank. Mom announced a couple of years ago that she intended to leave her house to my sister, Sarah, who takes care of her severely disabled son full-time. Mom said that she wanted to make sure they had a roof over their heads and the rest of her kids could make it on their own. Sarah does struggle a lot, and she said many times that she wouldn't have been able to make it without Mom. When Mom died, she had some outstanding bills, but her biggest debt to me was that she owed me $37,000. I loaned her the money so that she could fix her plumbing and septic system, as well as making the house more handicap-friendly for Sarah and her son Jeremy. Mom has been paying me back every month. I have paperwork proving the money is owed. 
Here's the problem. If I file a claim against her estate like any other creditor would do, my brother John, my mom's executor, would have no choice but to pay it. But to do so, he would have to sell the house since there isn't money in the estate to pay it any other way. That means that Sarah and Jeremy would have to find a different place to live. I know that mom wanted Sarah to have a house. There's also the issue that mom's will said that Sarah got the house, but any money in the estate would be evenly split between the other four of us. So technically, we think that means that Sarah wouldn't actually get anything. Sarah is also concerned that if she did get a large amount of money, that it could interfere with the help that she gets from the government. John and Sarah are both pushing me not to file a claim against the estate, but if I don't, then the loan basically goes away. Sarah has said that she'll pay it all back to me, and she'll even sign a new loan. The trouble is that I don't believe her. She's borrowed money before and never paid it back. Not because she doesn't want to, but because she can't afford it. She struggled with money living with mom, so it's going to be even worse for her without mom paying the bills in the house as well. If I don't file a claim, I'll be out $37,000. And that is far more than I ever want to hand over as a gift, even to my sister. I've told John and Sarah that I'm officially filing a claim on Monday morning. They're both calling me a greedy butthole and telling me that I'm ignoring what mom wanted. I think it's unreasonable to expect me to just forget $37,000. Am I the butthole? Okay, I don't know too much about the whole, like, will, executor situation, but OP, what's stopping you from just letting your sister sign a new loan, and then after she doesn't pay you back, then you go after the money? It's not really clear to me why you're immediately going to the most extreme solution of getting Sarah to sell her house. Like, at least give the girl a chance. I am on your side, OP, that you do deserve the money to get paid back to you legally and morally. Like, people are saying, think about what mom wanted. Well, let's keep in mind that OP's mom was literally paying OP back, so clearly the mom did want to pay OP back. So, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to give OP one out of five buttholes for just being willing to burn bridges with his family so quickly. But if the rest of the family is honestly expecting OP to just eat a $37,000 loan, which he effectively gifts to his sister, then that makes them the butthole as well, and I'm giving them two out of five buttholes. But as it stands, let's just give the estate a chance to pay back the loan. Am I the butthole for taking my fiancé's dinner after he touched mine? I'm a 26-year-old woman, and my fiancé, a 32-year-old man, is blind. We don't disagree a lot, except he always gets bothered whenever I eat different food from what he's eating when we go out. What? Did I read that wrong? He always gets bothered whenever I eat different food from what he's eating? Why what? Why would that bother anyone? Like, if we're having dinner out and I order something else, he will instantly get upset and accuse me of treating him as less than when I just have different tastes in food. So I'll just eat what he eats to keep the peace. But since he clearly doesn't trust me, he randomly touches my plate to see if I'm having the same dish? What am I reading? This has caused huge arguments between us, and I told him to stop doing it, and he said that he would. We went out to eat a few nights ago, and I ordered the same dish that he ordered. When the food arrived, he looked somewhat uncomfortable. I asked what was wrong, and he refused to say, and before I could even grab the fork, he extended his arm and his hand touched the food on my plate. He moved quickly and started excusing what he did by saying, I just wanted to make sure, but I lost it on him. 
I felt so grossed out, and there was no way that I would eat the food after he touched it. He tried to get me to drop it, saying that I shouldn't be grossed out by his hand and that I overreacted. But then I grabbed his plate and told him that I was taking it as my dinner. He at first asked me to be rational and give the plate back, but I refused. Yo, guys, I'm losing it. What am I reading? This is bonkers. An, ar <laughs> an argument ensued and we had a fight. He then ended up leaving and started spam texting me, accusing me of being bitter, pathetic, and childish, and robbing him of his dinner? He went to stay with his friend, who picked him up, and his friend sided with him, saying that I was in the wrong. He even went as far as to say that I was abusing my fiancé and financially controlling him when I pointed out that I was the one, <laughs> that I was the one who paid for the food. The problem is magnified now with him wanting an apology and me refusing to give him one. My parents think that I should have more patience and that this is just a typical love spat between us, but I'm not sure. Was I the butthole with how I handled this? Okay, I'm dying to get down to the comments. I hope someone has a rational explanation for what's going on because I am lost here. First of all, I have never in my life heard of someone getting upset when someone doesn't order the same thing as you. I, I, I'm, I literally, I can't even imagine why he would be upset about this. I can't come up with a single reason. Uh, is it that he's self-conscious about his diet? So if someone orders something that's more like fatty than he does, then he feels like he's being left out. Or if someone orders something more healthy than he does, then he feels guilty that he's not eating the healthy thing. That's literally the only explanation that I can come up with, but it still doesn't make sense because it's stupid. And then why would he get upset about switching plates? Because you both ordered the same thing. He knows it because he ordered his dish, but he put his grubby hands in your food and you just swap the exact same dish and he gets upset and says, Give me my food back? Dude, it's the same dish in front of you. Guys, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I am both flabbered and gasted. Okay, down in the comments, people are thinking that this is just run of the <laughs> Sorry, this is just so dumb. People are thinking this is just run of the mill controlling behavior. He's controlling what you eat and he's encroaching on your privacy and your right to have like a tasty meal by putting his nasty fingers in your food. So I guess that makes some sense that he's just a controlling, run-of-the-mill douchebag. Opie, please don't marry this guy. Why are you marrying this guy? He's weird. He's weird and controlling and dumb and manipulative and lying and a gaslighter. This guy just sucks. He's just, he's just a sucky guy. I must say, though, OP, thank you for sharing this story because I literally could not have imagined that a person like this existed. OP, I'm giving you zero out of five buttholes. I, I guess I'm giving your fiancé two out of five buttholes? That was r slash am I the butthole. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.